We recorded this episode during the fires happening here all along the West Coast. We are working in our own practices to send energy and intentions of safety and healing to the firefighters, wildlife, people, and homes in the path of this destruction. We hope you will join us in your own meditations, spell work, and mundane work to manifest these intentions. Be well. Please stay safe. Blessed be. Gather round, gather round, join us for a spell. There is magic to be found and stories here to tell. Feed the fire, merry meat, dare to more than dabble. All are welcome at our hearth for a little. Welcome to the bonfire. Exploring magic with two modern witches. My name is Corey. And I'm Detta. Welcome to episode four. Welcome back, everybody. Woohoo. What are we talking about today, Detta? Well, we're going to talk about Maybon and the autumn equinox or the autumnal equinox. I know. (laughs) And hopefully hit on things for witches and Wiccan practitioners alike. Remember, they are different. And witches are different even among themselves. There's no one path that's better than the other. Everybody is welcome here. I'm excited to talk about Maybon. Right on. Let's babble. So as you all know, the nerd pushes up her glasses. I brought some history for you. (laughs) Uh, Mabon, like Detta said, is the autumnal equinox. Very fancy. (laughs) I will probably just call it Mabon because it's two syllables instead of a thousand. It is the second of three harvest festivals, which is very exciting. I like the middle of triumvirates of trilogies. I like the middle a lot. Maybon is the, quote, pagan Thanksgiving, which I think is cool because we generally, at least in North America, celebrate Thanksgiving, I guess America, the United States of America, not North America. We celebrate Thanksgiving in November. So this is a nice little ramp up, I think, to begin thinking about gratitude now. Maybon falls between usually September 21st and September 29th, but what I like about it is a lot of the stuff I read said, take the whole week to party, <laughs> basically. Do a little something every day. As all celebrations should be an entire Hello. week. Birthdays and everything, yeah. Yeah, I celebrate my birthday for far too long, so I am happy to party for extra long on Maybon. It is named after the Welsh god with the same name, Mabon, who is the son of the Earth Mother. But the holiday itself is not necessarily Celtic. Just like Detta said, there are no one path to celebrate the autumnal equinox. It's a cosmic event. So since the whole Earth is surrounded by sky, the whole Earth has different ways to celebrate this shift in seasons. It's the most beautiful time of the year. (laughs) I love this time of year. Originally, this holiday began to be called Maybon around 1970 by a fellow named Aidan Kelly. A couple of things to note about this holiday. There are a number of deities, colors, herbs, food, drink, and crystals, animals, themes, symbols, all kinds of amazing things to sort of mine 
for ceremony and ritual ideas for inspiration for your own journey. And some of those include, but are not limited to, <laughs> the Mabon, the Welsh god we spoke of, the Morgan, the Persephone, Thoth, Thor, the Green Man, if that's what you're into, Demeter and Ceres, the Muses, Bacchus, Dionysus, and Epona. Something all of these deities have in common is uh, the harvest. The harvest or celebrations. So Dionysus and Bacchus, like let's drink, let's party, let's eat. Demeter, the green man, let's celebrate this change from green to orange, basically. The time when we start to get colder. Although not here in Seattle, it's supposed to be 90 degrees tomorrow. <laughs> Yay. Yay. And I just want to interject here real quickly that the Morrigan is my deity. I dedicated myself to her back in 1999. We will talk more about her specifically when we get to Samhain. But if you want to find out more right now, if she intrigues you, if you feel like she has been calling to you, check out her lore. That's where you want to start. You can read the town. Uh, you can head to T-A-I-N is how you spell that. You can also head to the Irish Pagan School or anything on YouTube with Laura O'Brien. She knows her stuff and she is accurate on the lore of the Morrigan, just in case you're interested. Back to your correspondences. Thank you for letting me interject. The colors, as you might imagine, associated with this holiday are autumnal colors, red, dark green, yellow, gold, copper, orange dark maroon, those beautiful, warm, earthy colors that kind of make you want soup. Do you know? Those colors. I want soup. I want, I want soup. soup. It's too hot for soup, but I want it, it anyway. It is too hot for at least another week here in September. <laughs> a, lot of yeah. the, a lot of the greenery associated with this holiday is ferns and milkweed and pine and rose and tobacco and thistle and wheats and oats squashes, root vegetables, and my personal new exciting favorite, apples. I didn't know that. I didn't know I'm gonna that. I'm going to talk about apples today. I'm so I'm gonna, glad you brought that up. Yeah, I'm going to talk about that later for sure. Rose hips, sunflowers, rosemary, those kinds of herbs. Others are patchouli. It's a sacral root musk and sandalwoods all those earthy scents, frankincense. Palo Santo is really huge right now, so please be careful about sourcing it. It's native to Peru, and it's a holy tree down there. Be careful when you're sourcing it. And then crystals, we're talking like yellow agate, lapis, sapphire, jasper, citrine, aventurine, cat's eye, those types of things. But the main themes of this holiday, the things to dig into in your own meditation or journaling or whatever it is that you do are fruitfulness, prosperity, abundance, gratitude, yes, but also giving. It's a great time to do something. I mean, I think all times are a great time to do something for others, but this is a really good time to think outside yourself uh, to offer something to the world around you. Uh, it's also a really beautiful time of year. This is why we love equinoxes. Equinox means equal night. Equinoct, uh, which is a time when the daytime and the nighttime are of equal length. So this is a really great time to think about balance and harmony. 
And on that note, Maybon and the Equinox are on the 22nd this year. And every Equinox, Autumn Equinox, is when we head into the sun sign of Libra, which is all about finding balance. Those scales, right? Yep. Yeah. Which is great. I, I love that they're tied together. Who designed that? I don't know. Someone did. Someone really, really insightful. Yes. Uh, the symbols of this holiday include the scythe and the sickle, which are something the average human being is not necessarily using these days, but is used to uh, reap the harvest. So you cut down the wheat with the scythe, bundle it up, take it home. Yeah, wheat is really huge on altars for a lot of people who are celebrating this. I have wheat painted on my altar. <laughs> oh, nice. As on the on the right-hand side. Anyway, we could talk about that at another time, but I like having that with me all the time because it's a reminder to be grateful, but also to uh, feed yourself, and however that means. Uh, the Another symbol that I thought was interesting was the Horn of Plenty, And I read some stuff. I have a little bit of a sticky feeling around it. And I'm just going to be really honest about that. Stuff that's like gendered. I understand it in terms of like balance of of like two sides of a whole thing. Mm -hmm. But I thought this was very funny was that the horn of plenty is both because it is phallic on one end and I didn't like this verbiage, but here it is, open and receptive on the other end. So if you're not picturing what Corey is talking about, I think we're talking that cornucopia. The cornucopia. That is the horn of plenty. Yeah. So now if you've got that vision in your head. So I just think that's funny. (laughs) That it's both. I just think that's fun. Um, And also vines and leaves, which I love because it gives this image of something beautiful clinging and climbing and growing. And sometimes you have to cling to something else to give you stability and growth, but you're always climbing up. That is something we're not talking about this episode, but probably next episode, that grounding. And when you start raising energy, that is an incredible visual to take into your raising energy practice. So hang on to that and we'll talk more about that next episode. Cannot wait because I love to talk about grounding. Yeah. A few more things about this holiday. Uh, It is the counterpart to Astara, another day of equal day and night. It is all the way on the opposite side of the wheel, which is pretty cool. And it's, it's also the second of three. Foods and drinks you might partake of, enjoy, or make on this holiday are apples, dried fruits. I almost said fried dutes. (laughs) (laughs) Those two. Sure, bring them Yeah, fried dutes. Why not? Dried fruits, nuts, squash, pomegranates, bread. A lot of really great bread recipes out there for Maybon. Potatoes, grains, wine and grapes, beans, mutton, ale, cider, and corn. This is a really great time of year to be practicing hearth and home magic, particularly of the protective variety. The nights are going to get longer. They're going to start to be longer than the day, starting the day after this celebration. A little bit at a time, it's going to be darker, longer. So this is a time to protect your home, 
your yep. physical home, your four walls and a roof, whatever it is for you with whatever rituals you use for that. This is a really great time to be protecting your loved ones. It's a great time for gratitude practice. It's a great time to practice, like we were talking about, peace and harmony and balance magic. But this is a really great time to feed your body, yes, but also like your heart and your soul and your energy, whatever that manifests as for you. That is all of the book report for today. <laughs> that is all I have as far as um, like the basics and the history. It is celebrated everywhere that there is an autumn equinox. That is to say, it is celebrated everywhere. And it is celebrated differently everywhere. It's celebrated differently in the Northern Hemisphere than the Southern Hemisphere. It's celebrated differently in European cultures than it is in South American cultures or or African cultures or anything like that. It is unique regionally in the same way that it is absolutely united globally. Maybon for me is about giving thanks. It's also an, a time for reevaluation and starting to trim things for me. I consider the fall equinox almost the same as the spring equinox in as, you know, how we say, oh, it's time for spring cleaning. I do the same thing with fall. It's time for fall cleaning. It's time to get rid of some negative energies that may have accumulated. It's time to trim what's not working for you. So that's why I, I take it as a time to balance because what Corey said, it's a great time for balance and we're moving into the Libra sun sign which is all about balance my wife is a Libra though I just have to say and I think a lot of people think oh Libras are so balanced no 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 remember they are striving for balance which means they're swinging back and forth trying to find that place and sometimes they get really lucky and they find a couple moments of balance we're making shifts and shifting into a time where we're going deeper. It's getting darker. It's a really good time in between now and Samhain and after Samhain. It's also a time of taking stock, starting to store away, just like we used to do when we canned a lot. Now, I think a lot of people are returning to this. Canning for yourself, making applesauce, Apple cider, apple syrup, storing apples, canning apples for other... Apple butter. Apple, oh, I love... Apple butter is one of my very, very favorite... It is one of the most delicious substances on this earth, for sure. It really is. But you also want to do that in your magical practice. What are your spell supplies? What do you have? What do you need? What do you think you need? Doing a little bit of planning will, one, help you if you're buying your stuff. It'll keep you in a budget and keep you from spending too much. But if you're growing your stuff, your herbs, your food, whatever it is, then you have this opportunity to take stock of what you have on hand and what you're going to be able to store safely and what will last. In that, I'll call it inventory, you start to refine some of your intentions and you might mm -hmm. discover some new intentions that you want to work on when you're headed into this period. Schools are starting in September. At, at least they are in the United States. Some of them started in August, but here in the Northwest, we start in September. So it is a time of new beginnings for a lot of people. 
we're going introspective. We're going to learn. We're doing some book learning. And even though we're putting ourselves out there, and if you're an introvert, that's really hard. You just want to hermit up. That is going on for a lot of people and a lot of witches who are practicing. I read a really interesting thing that you just made me think of, that some intention work you can do, some of the magic you can, an intention that you can build some of your magic around is preparing to hibernate. So doing an inventory is very important because when you're hibernating, you don't want surplus like stuff all around you, but you want to make sure you have what you need should you not be able to leave your tree or your cave or your burrow for the next three months. If there's a positive thing coming out of COVID right now, I don't want to say COVID is positive. It is not positive. No, but it's the pits. we can find positive things in it. This is one of them. Learning how to take care and plan and slow down and rest. And depending on what country you're in, rest is like a dirty word sometimes. <sighs> yeah. Or if you were grew up a uh, straight A overachiever teacher's pet, guilty, uh, we have a tendency to put stock of our entire existence into how productive we are mm-hmm. and how much we can produce. Yeah. And so rest is accompanied often with a lot of feelings about guilt and shame. Totally. It is really important, especially at a time when we're looking to find balance. Exactly. To examine those feelings well, and see if you can maybe get them out. And as actors, it, how wild is this? I reflect on this all the time, especially right now. As actors and theater people and film people, we are hustling all the time. And it's really hard to take time for rest because not only does all that guilt come, you're like, I'm going to miss out on an opportunity. The like hustle culture of... That, of which I am very guilty. Yep. I've Ever since I was 16, I've had a job. Actually, technically 15. I worked illegally for four months. Uh, but I, I've i always had at least one job, sometimes four jobs, sometimes three jobs with a full course load and a show. Wow. So for me, it probably comes from a desire and a deep, deep need to be independent because I have a lot of weird self-esteem issues that say... You're going to end up alone because people who are around you don't really want to be around you. So you better save up. But because of also being one of those, I'm a stereotype in that I grew up being straight A's. All the teachers loved me. I excelled at everything and then went to college and had my teeth kicked in. This feels, this pandemic, this being forced to kind of stay home and be still feels a lot like getting my teeth kicked in Mm. and... You have to take time to heal from that and deal with it. And like that, I said, this has been kind of a gift. I'm not saying in any way that COVID-19 is a gift, oh, no. but the opportunity to reflect and work on oneself in a way that is not how can I be more productive, but instead, how can I be a more balanced human being in the world has been a gift. For some people, and I'm one of those people, too, that that's yeah. been a gift and I know other people who are just it doesn't it doesn't feed them in the same way and does not and at I all feel horrific for them and yeah. and and I have I have very small moments of those and I go like I just want to sit in a bar and talk to other people that aren't my wife and my dog I have those moments and I just feel so bad <laughs> for uh, for extroverts so anyway back to Maybon 
I'm going to also add to a couple of things that you can put on your altar that you want to incorporate into your home. Uh, Giving thanks. Definitely, this is about that. The day of balance. Teas are really good for grounding. Now is a really great time to ground. Like I said, we're moving into a period where you can dig into divination and dream work. If you're not grounded, you might lose yourself. This is also a really great time for releasing, seeing things go. Like Corey said, the leaves are changing. The colors are changing because things are dying and they're going away. And it's rather than clinging on to them so tightly that we get ourselves stuck, it's time to let them go. So this is a really great time for release rituals. When the trees drop their leaves... They are dead, right? The leaves are dead. But when the trees drop their leaves, what they do is they provide growth for everything on the floor. So it's like so important to let the things that are hanging off of you and no longer a, a reasonable source to send your energy to, no longer contributing to your life, like let them drop because they're going to do better down there. When instead of like on you and you're going to do better because you said it, you're not feeding what is no longer serving you. It's why we prune our plants. That's right. And they come back even stronger the next season. Same thing's Mm -hmm. true for us. If you are a person, I feel like that uses a broom in your ritual work. This might be a good time of year to really let that that broom be front and center. I have a little broom that I use to sweep the air when I do energetic work. And I know that this season, this holiday, that that little broom is is very important and central to that cleaning process. So I'm very excited for Maybon this year because I love to bake and I love to cook. And when I learned that apples were such a big part of this season, I am so excited because I found a recipe on a a pie Instagram that my friend sent me. I'm so excited. Of how to basically use the entire apple. Oh, really? The core and everything? To create apple stock that you then reduce down to make apple syrup. That you can then put in your apple pie. And I've decided to turn making this pie this year into a meditation and make the pie, like the apple slices very thin and small and like organized in a very intentional way. I'm very excited about that. I make apple pies for Maybon as well. I'm really excited. And I wonder, I use Applejack liqueur in mine. I wonder if making the syrup would take the place of my apple jack in my apple in my apple pie recipe. I don't know. I don't know either. But I am I want to play. I am also this year I make it all year round whenever I can get a hold of the squash, but this year specifically for Maybon, I will be making calabacitas, which is one of my favorite foods on the entire planet. It's it's always got to be in the freezer. I don't it's the best know what food. it is and would you put the recipe on Instagram for us? I will put the recipe on Instagram for my family's recipe. There are many ways to make this. But basically, it's zucchini, yellow squash, green onion, corn, salt, pepper, garlic, and very important, green chilies. And I happen to have some hatch green chilies that my family sent in the care package last year. I'm almost out. It's very sad. That I'm going to put in there and 
make like a big bountiful squash dish because this is the kind of dish that you accidentally always make enough for 10 people even if you're trying to only make it for one so it's something that you can make and then store oh so that you have it for later look at that in the freezer yeah. and right in that freezer so it, it's a vegetable dish is it lasagna y like mm-hmm. nope it, it's it just like? a saute of vegetables so you just chop everything up into little cubes and saute it in probably too much butter or vegan butter if you use vegan butter you don't have to use regular butter uh, it's a dish that can be made vegan uh, I like it because it can be the entree yeah or it can be a side dish and the next day if you fry up an egg and you add a little bit of salsa and avocado it's the best breakfast to wrap in a tortilla I was just going to ask. It sounds like something you could add to other dishes, like rice. Every and, time, oh, all the time. It sounds so good. I've even had it, and this is seriously carbs on carbs, but I've even used it as a baked potato topic. I love that idea. <laughs> well, but it's carbs on carbs, but that zucchini and that squat. Well, okay, that zucchini. Okay, yeah. It's carbs on <laughs> carbs on carbs. <laughs> I was trying really hard to get around that. Trying really hard. Nope. But okay. Some things you can do, some ideas of things you can do if maybe, say, you are a brand new witch who doesn't have the supplies that you maybe want for the season or because of delayed shipping times or just the lack of access to things right now, you won't be able to get it in time for Maybon this year. There are a lot of really great things you can do that require no supplies at all. There is the option to go out for a walk and just admire, observe, attune with whatever kind of green or red or orange spaces that you can. It's a time when you can set intentions for relationships. You can make a plan to maybe end a bad habit or a self-destructive thought pattern, or anything like that. Things that you don't need anything but you for. You can go and sing outside in the, like, wind. Like, you can go and be you in nature. Or if you can't get to nature, because I don't want to assume that you have green space near you, just go out of doors. And I know that's tricky right now, so make sure you're being safe about it. Wear your mask. Stay six feet away from people. But you don't need anything to celebrate the change in seasons. You don't need anything to do internal housekeeping. It's nice and fun and for a lot of us very enriching to have these things that we do or make or eat. But they aren't necessary for the magic to happen and exist inside of you. I just want to make that super clear. So if you're feeling discouraged, you're like, I don't know how to bake. This would be a fun time to learn. Or I don't have all those spices or I don't have all of those crystals or I don't have all of those whatever. That's okay. You have everything you need inside of you already to make magic happen. So I'm going to talk just briefly about the ritual structure, and I should clarify this, my ritual structure that I'm going to be performing next Tuesday on Maybon. I start with clearing my space, the space where I'm going to be performing 
my ritual. Now, I'm lucky enough that I have a permanent altar. That means that where that is is where I do my rituals most of the time. I sometimes move stuff outside when I can. I won't be this year because of the fires unless they really clear. So right now I'm planning on being in my dedicated ritual space. I start by cleaning the space. I clean my body. I clean my mind. I gather all of my ingredients for spell work. I like to gather my supplies after I'm centered and everything is clean. So I gather my spell ingredients. I also gather any food that I've been prepping for the ritual and I take that into the ritual space as well. And then when I'm ready, I go ahead and ask the elements to join me and then I cast a circle. After the circle is cast, I ask any deities that I feel are appropriate and that I have a relationship with or that I'm starting to develop a relationship with, I ask them to join me for the ceremony. After that, I raise energy and oftentimes this involves singing or dancing or meditation or all three sometimes. I also have a drum that I really like and again we'll talk about this more specifically next week. I give thanks. I do any spell work that I have planned. I celebrate. We talk and we eat. And I save part of that as an offering to the deities that have joined us. I release and thank the deities for being there. I open my circle and then I release and thank the elements for protecting my circle. It is good to note right here that some people do that before they open their circle. I feel it out, but usually in the latter part of the year, I ask them to stay until after I open the circle and then release them. And then I take my offerings outside if I'm not already outside. I have some designated spots around my property where I leave the offerings for the deities that joined us. And I always make sure that my offerings are animal safe. And then I clean my space. I find this very centering, and if I have any extra energy left over, I ground that energy, return it to the earth if need be, if I'm still feeling an overabundance of it. And cleaning really helps me focus on this and become very aware of what I have flowing through my body. And that's it. We'll talk more about specifics next week. A very simple thing you can do. I've thought about this because I wanted to be able to offer it for our new beginner, brand new, starting from scratch witches. I went out and I gathered some pine cones and I gathered some small pine branches. I'm going to wrap them together with string. And what you can do is hold it in your hands while you sit on the floor whether that's inside or outside you can like leave it in your lap or on the earth in front of you and like Detta said put all your energy put all your intention and love into that thing and if you're like you guys are talking about casting a circle I don't know how to do that what I want you to do very short and sweet we're going to talk about casting the circle like we're going to talk about ritual movements and things like that in another episode I just want you to think about yourself in a bubble And I want you to put all of your energy to the edges of that bubble, see it in your brain, protect yourself with that bubble. And then when you're done, really intentionally, pop the bubble. That is a great, quick way to do magic wherever you can. And keep yourself safe. 
and keep yourself safe. I love that, especially for, I, I don't think that is just for for new people. And I know that there can be a tendency when you're just starting to sort of lose yourself in oh my gosh, the grand know, right? ceremony of things. And you're going to, like Dada said, you're going to see things and you're going to be like, I want those things. You will have those things. But right now, you yeah. will have you. And you will have what you have access to. And that's enough the other stuff is just fun it is it's fun and it can be very very enriching like I recently changed the way that I cast my circle and it's been really really enriching and wonderful and and more intuitive for me but you can just sit yourself down in a bubble and that's okay I do I say this a lot in my yoga practice and like teaching classes and everything but you have everything you need. You have everything you need to do the thing. And that's important to remember in times when we're wishing we had yep. more. Remember, giving thanks. That's what this holiday is about. Giving thanks. Hey, what is really exciting you right now, Corey? What are, you, are you exploring anything new this week? What is really exciting me right now is uh, a friend put out a call on Facebook for magic and witchcraft that was not Eurocentric. And I realized that I haven't been necessarily doing as much of that due diligence as I would like. So I have been exploring magic in other regions of the world, which is harder to find information about it, which I think, (laughs) which I think says a lot about the media that we allow to become the truth or the loudest, the media that we consume is directed towards very specific demographics. And I think that that makes it difficult to find things about other non-Eurocentric magic. I agree with that. I do totally agree with that. I'm not contradicting that. I also want to recognize, though, that some people really keep their practices private. But it's probably a large part of yeah. the reason is that people want to keep those practices and safe not judged. and private. Which I respect about that. So there are a lot of witches talking right now and which is awesome and great, but it's vulnerable and we don't share everything that we do. Not even with each other. Mm -hmm. Corey doesn't share everything she does with me. I don't share everything I do with her. I won't share Mm -hmm. everything I do with you, but I'll share what I feel comfortable. And you might even see there's some people you follow that say, and I'm going to show you a little bit, but the rest of this I keep uh, secret. Please respect that. Yeah. You don't necessarily give everybody all the details of your relationship with your higher power, whatever that is. Did you find anything? I I haven't found much yet, but I'm doing a lot of digging and I'm trying to make it a specific search towards my family lineage and the region that my family is from uh, down in the Southwest near Central America. So that's bringing up all kinds of stuff for me, but is really, really interesting. And it requires a focus and a desire to continue that a lot of other research doesn't because stuff is readily available. And this stuff isn't. So I you have to like, in my very favorite words, you have to want it. I really want it. So I'm looking around. Yeah. What about you, Dada? I am digging into Apple lore, which I do every time around this year anyway. But I went I've been going deep into Apple 
this year because I always, around this time of year, I am doing all that canning apple stuff that I talked to you about, the applesauce, the apple fillings, the apple cider and apple syrup. I'm making all that. And my daughter is actually doing that as well. And we have three apple trees, which I've never, since we've moved here, I've never been able to get good apples from them. And this year I'm going to work really hard on producing good apples that the bugs don't get to first and that we are able to eat and that also taste good by the time I get to them. But what I have done in the past and now I'm doing much more of is making wands from the apple branches that we have to prune. And I have some from last season. I'm trying to cut them when they're good for the apple tree. But you can also rededicate in the moon phase that you want to dedicate it in. And this is, I looked forever for this source. So supposedly the apple wand is the traditional wand of the witch. The apple is all about immortality and healing and prosperity and love. And that's what the wands are really good for. So I'm I'm digging in deep to that. We might have to uh, put together a little energetic exchange because I want some of your apple-y goodness. You may have some. Some of your apple sauce sure. or your sauce or anything. What do you say we send up some sparks? Yeah, let's send up some sparks. This week I have one. of one little spark. Um, well, it's a big spark, actually, but it's just one. I want to shout out a friend of mine who is doing extraordinary energetic work. Her name is Natalie. I actually talked about her in the very first episode. She was the one who did the light language transmission with me. And uh, she is doing really amazing work safely in person, but also virtually, if that is what makes you feel safer. Her and her partner, Jared, of of Jared and Natalie, are two of the coolest, most nourishing people to be around I've ever met. And I want to shout out their website, their Instagrams. We'll put them in the show notes. They have a couple because they work together, but she also works uh, solo for her sound medicine when we could get together they would do like breath work ceremonies and sacred cacao ceremonies and and all of their stuff is really ethically sourced and they've traveled around the world to train and and they recently last year did a cross the country van trip where they retrofit a van to be a little home and they brought their offerings across the country and it was they're just really really cool and if you are looking for someone to help you dig a little deeper into your energetic body I would recommend reaching out to these people because I have very rarely felt so inspired after hanging out basically and they're awesome they offer a sliding scale for rate and they you are never going to be turned away because of your inability to pay and I think that's really really amazing uh but they have a patreon and I'll make sure that the link is in the thing and and just at least go check them out because they are very fun people I love that and I want to meet her And I have started following her on Instagram, and she does great Instagram stories. I'd love to 
Yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, we I'd should. love to have her For sure. on. Let's set that up. So many things we want to do right now. All of them right now. Okay. I want to send out a spark to Kelly Anna. Music is a huge part of my daily life, but also my ritual work. I've had a hard time finding goddess music or witch-centered music that I absolutely love. Kellyanne is a little bit folky. It's really beautiful, gorgeous music. Some of it's poppy. Some of my favorite songs are I Walk With a Goddess, Morgan, Stonehenge. There is a great song. There's a story song about a warrior. I love it. I will put her, womenofwisdom.org. I'll put that in the show notes, and you can check out her music. You can find her on Apple Music, iTunes, and probably Spotify and all that good stuff as well. And if you're looking for a playlist to jam out to when you're feeling, especially coming into this spooky time of year, when you're like feeling the vibe, but you aren't necessarily, um, like me, not necessarily into... Mm-hmm traditional witch music as much and you just want something that kind of is evocative of a vibe (laughs) i will be happy i mean obviously stevie nicks but i will i have her face tattooed on my body that's how much i love stevie i had no idea i have i have freddie mercury on my left leg and stevie nicks on my right leg uh but i will i would be happy to if it's something y'all want i will share my personal witchy faves Spotify list. Cool. I'll put it on the Insta. It was nice seeing you via Zoom this week, Corey. I know we're so close, but so far apart this week. So thanks for joining us this week. We hope that you gathered a little something new for your tool bag this week. And if you want some specific ritual work, that will be in our next episode. We look forward to talking to you next week when we dive a little bit deeper into rituals for the fall. Until then, be well, harm none, and don't forget, you are magic. Bonfire Babel recognizes that we live and record on the traditional lands of the Duwamish tribe. We honor their past and present stewardship of this beautiful land and the life-giving energy they provide. To learn more about the Duwamish people and real rent, Please see the links in our show notes. Hey friends, if you enjoyed this show and you can think of another friend who might enjoy this show, please do share, like, rate, subscribe, do all the things. And don't forget you can follow us on Instagram at Bonfire Babble Podcast, on Facebook at Bonfire Babble Podcast, and on Twitter at Bonfire Babble. You can also email us directly with any questions, suggestions, or just anything you like at bonfirebabblepodcast at gmail.com.